Hello, welcome back to another episode of No Funk, It's Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that, uh, if we were a shallow end of a pool, instead of no diving, it would say no funkin'. I'm really running out of stuff here. I've had to do this like 80 times. Uh, I'm gonna go Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm gonna give you something to, to workshop. Um, uh, maybe do, like, instead of putting your phone on, do not disturb. Do not, okay, on. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll come back. I got that. I like that. Um. Okay. But, uh, how are you? I'm good, man. Um, I'm great. I'm feeling a lot better. My voice, I think, is a little bit better. Yeah, it so, is. Yep. Um, it's good to be back. You know, and I feel good, like... I was, good episode. When I was when I was looking, listening back to the episode, because you know, you start out, you're feeling sick because of the vaccine. You got better as you went along, which I only can assume means that Munkin has curing properties, has, like, health properties. The act of Munkin. You know, I... Th- yeah, take... Watch two episodes and call me in the morning. Like, I definitely... The thing that you know, the thing that I do, which is very up my alley on brand, is that when in my family group chat, my mother is my mother, and she likes to just ask me and my brothers like, "So anyone have plans tonight or something like that?" Because she's you know bored and has nothing to do. And anytime I'm recording the podcast, well, I don't say I'm recording the monk podcast. I say I'm monking tonight, which is only funny to me. Like my brothers, my mom, they never like lol. It's just like okay, fine, yeah, sure, yeah, Jake, you're doing your bullshit again. You yep. can't. You do bits just for you. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> back back on your bullshit. As I've said before, the thing about being back on your bullshit is you want know the thing you say right before you get back on your bullshit. I'm not gonna get back on my bullshit. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, uh, speaking of our bullshit, what time, Mister Monk and the Daredevil? What do you think of this episode? You said it was good. I heard you already mentioned that. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it was very unexpected. I mean, yeah. We'll get for yeah, I like everything except for the literal and the actual ending of it. I think the actual ending of it is not good. But other than that, yeah, uh, I think that there's Solid. a lot of good stuff involved, and I think that it is an episode that it's it feels like this one, and this is not a bad thing per se, but it feels like this episode was pr- built on how Monk is going to feel and react, and then the plot is worked backwards from there, as opposed to, like, okay, let's do an episode with the Daredevil, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like it's, like, how do we get Monk in a place where he gets, like, super depressed, and, you know, and I think that that's, it feels more authentic. It doesn't feel like, um, uh, plug, like, a, oh, this is the one where he visits the farm, this is the one where he does the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's... It, I mean, a lot of it, to be honest, I like because it's, like, in downtown L.A. and it's, like, places that I know very mm-hmm. well, um, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, so I'm always, like, a big fan of whenever I get to see my city. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even though it's, quote-unquote, San Francisco. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, we start off in the waiting room of Dr. Kroger's office. Monk's waiting because um, Dr. Kroger's apparently running late, um, which is very true. Uh uh, my therapist is always running late, and I can't blame her because I always go a little bit over time. So it is just what it is. Yeah, no, that's fine. At least, you know, you can – she makes up for it in a way. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's not like she's running five minutes late, and then my session still has to end on time. Right. Like, you know, it's if you're running five minutes late, you keep running five minutes late. But apparently it's Harold Crenshaw, Monk's nemesis, who is uh, in Dr. Kroger's office, and he – Monk claims – that he know that Harold Crenshaw is intentionally taking a long time because he wants to annoy Monk. Yeah, and we find out. Well, we don't really find out, but basically, that's it, not really the case. Um, what is the case? I forgot. What do you mean? Like he's just late, just because, right? That's yeah, all yeah. He's like no they're just because therapists go overtime sometimes. But as this is going on, Natalie is reading in a magazine about the Frisco Fly who is this, like, acrobat who's climbing up buildings in a green jumpsuit and is the talk of the town. Yeah, you're lucky that I don't know the name of whoever the hell Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was playing in that one. Uh, the movie The Walk? Yeah, I don't know. Either. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't see The Walk. Um, <clears throat> but their version of it, some French Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, is that this guy's Hungarian, so, you know, just so they didn't get sued. Um, no, that's not why. But Monk is listening in. He's putting his ear up to the door. Which, man, if I did that, if you do that for your therapist, that's a conversation you have to have. Like, that's super inappropriate. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I add this to the list of things on top of showing up at your therapist's house uh, multiple yeah. times. Yeah, and Monk claims that he can hear Hale Crenshaw crying, um, which, you know, I think it's very, it's really bad what Monk does, but I think it's very funny how ju- how instantly juvenile Monk gets whenever he's talking about Hale Crenshaw. 
yeah, you know, he he's he's not the most gracious person when it comes to that. Um, but, you know, uh, I was going to say Kroger. Um, Harold tells him, well, what makes you... I wasn't crying. We were, they were actually laughing. And apparently, mm-hmm. Kroger doesn't laugh with Monk, which we know is going to get under his skin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, they tell each other to go to hell. Uh, and Monk says the only reason he would ever go to hell is to visit you there, which I think is funny. Um, you know, they hate each other. It, these are the true nemeses. Um, do you have a nemesis in your life? Have you ever had a nemesis in your life? Um, I kind of, I kind of do currently. Um, you currently, Sky, have, I don't. Really, do they know? Yeah. Th- does, does he know that you're his nemesis? Like, does he feel the same yeah. way about you? Um, kind of. I mean, it's it's tamed down a little bit. Um, actually, we were nemesis for a while, nemeses for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember one Halloween party like three years ago. I think this the night before I got my appendix removed on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at a party and he just like, he came up to me and he asked me, he's like, Hey, like, so like, I, I have a feeling you just don't like me. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I don't. <laughs> and, and, and this, and these are the reasons why. And ever since then, it's actually been pretty like, uh, you know, yeah, I, I feel like that's a, I think that just two people who dislike each other. The thing with Harold Crenshaw and Monk, which makes it so heightened and like beyond the realm of what normal conversation should be is that they have no tact. They, there's like, they, they hate each other like heroes and villains in a fairy tale. You know what I mean? Like, there's no decorum about it. Right. But what makes it similar in my situation is that we both have a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, that. basically, my friend Michael is, like, is Dr. The Dr. Kroger. Yeah. And <clears throat> we're both very similar, like, personalities. Like, just like Harold and Monk are, where we, like, have very mm-hmm. strong opinions. We're very harsh and, like, all this crap. And mm-hmm. it just, it for whatever reason, it kind of just brings me to that. Yeah, I've never really had a nemesis. I mean, when I was in high school, but in like middle school, I hated lots of people because I was uh, an ass a hole. Because being an ass is different than being an asshole. I'm an ass sometimes now. I was an asshole back in the day. You know, there was a I've, crazy enough. It is weird, but there is a very those are very different things. Um, yeah, absolutely. Enough. But yeah, I, it's just I just can't imagine. Uh, I would just be embarrassed if I were to have a nemesis that I acted like that in public with. But anyway. Um, we actually skipped Dr. Kroger's session now. We don't see it, but we see Monk in the parking lot, and oh my god, he got it. He came up with a comeback. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a zinger for him, and basically, what was it? It was like, um, instead of, like, when he was mentioning about the fact that, like, Dr. Kroger laughs Mm -hmm. with him, that instead, maybe the alternative possibility would be that maybe he's just laughing at him. Yeah, that, honestly, not a bad comeback if he said it in the moment. But right, uh, yeah. There is a French word for this phenomenon of coming up with a comeback later. I don't remember what it is, but it's just you know those things that like, you know, fun facts that go viral—not viral, but on the internet where it's like, did you know that there's a German word for this feeling or a f- Icelandic word uh, for this? Okay, I was gonna go with the German. That's that tends to be the well, Germany. Yeah, because Germany. The thing about that, Germany's kind of cheating when they do that because like they just put free, they just slap phrases together and call them one word. It's like right. if I were to if if you were to make the if you just take away the spaces between coming up with a comeback after the conversation is over and say that that's one word, you know, like Germany's cheating. I, I'm just gonna say it. Um, I 100% am with you. Yeah, the one of my favorite ones about this is there's a term I forget, I think it's like umiels or something like that. It's an Italian word. This is unrelated to the episode, but it made me laugh so hard when I learned about it. It's it's a very specific term because it's a phenomenon in Italy where it's old men in retirement age who like to stand around construction sites with their hands behind their back giving unsolicited advice to the construction workers which is just the funniest thing in the world really yes because apparently that is a thing that retired men in italy do especially ones who are widowers will just spend their days going around the city and just like giving unsolicited advice to construction workers is that a new yorker thing no i said that's it happens in italy Oh, okay. I, well, I, you, yeah. I mean, you're, I, I see that you're distracted. I mean, I don't know what's more important. I'm assuming it's more important. We're monking. Um, no, 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 no. It's I just due to the heavy. I know you said Italian, but I knew yeah. that, that there's a heavy population of Italian people in that's true. New York. Come on, that's true. Come on. Yes, but they're not. They don't speak Italian. Italian, <laughs> like, like you know, All they're right, Italian fine. in that they. But they've lived here for like five generations. Anyway, uh, Monk wants to call Harold and say this come back to him, but he's like, no, no, no. no let's go to his house. Um, and I love when Natalie's like, we're not going to drive to his house. And I love Monkey says, come on, Natalie, I have so little. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. And then we cut to the Frisco fly. 
yeah, he's uh, he's climbing uh, the telegraph tower. Um, so we get like the view from the street, basically mm-hmm. a bunch of people seeing a guy in uh, Charlie Day's costume from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he's the Green Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought of I thought of Eric Andre when he's doing uh, Bird Up. Bird Up, Fair. the worst show on yeah. television. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, because you're a few years younger than me, so maybe it just no. Honestly, it's just I never really got the I never got into Always Sunny. I'm sorry, oh, I just never did. I, and it's I know okay. it's funny. It's funny, but I this is I. It's hard to explain when you don't like something that much that you don't think is bad. It's hard to say. It just I need a little more. I hate to use this word because it's so art schooly, but I need more pathos in my show. Like I the the fact that like you don't you're not really supposed to care about any of the characters is just like I. It's hard for me to get into it. Well, I mean, it's just maybe it's a personality thing because, like, personally, I think, like, I relate to that show. Well, I mean, I don't relate to that show at all because, obviously, that would make me an incredibly sick person. Mm. But I fucking love Dennis. I think he's, like, super hilarious just how psycho he is. Yeah. I also really haven't given it that that much of a chance. Anyway. uh, But the first go fly, he's hanging. And then, whoa, whoa, he's falling. But Yeah, but before he falls, he kind of has a little thing where he's hanging off the side of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he takes a dive. Um, and so, you know, we cut to like people rushing over to what happens. Like you happen. I mean, I thought I heard a splat, to be honest. I didn't really hear yeah. like you didn't hear an awning. awning being hit. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but so, yeah, they, they go down to like the bottom of the building and uh, Frisco Fly laid out on the floor. Luckily for him, he hit, I think, a, a flagpole or two. And uh, I think an it was like awning. a telephone pole and then like an awning. There's no way he had a fucking telephone pole. Not a telephone, some type of a lighting pole, maybe. Who knows? A flagpole and like an awning or something. Yes, yeah, so he had an awning. The awning's the important thing. Right. Yeah, it broke his fall, and like regardless, when we hear about the actual injuries that happened, should have been way worse, even if oh, he had the sure. fucking awning. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, to take his goggles off, and it's none other than your personal friend. In fact, your sponsor. Actually, he's your sponsor, um, Harold Crenshaw. Um, my sponsor like what for aa or something <laughs> yeah honestly i watched sound of metal last night so that's where i went i was like he's your paul he's the paul racy to your uh did you um, like it Rizamed. i liked it i did not like it nearly as much as other people did i it it just it didn't okay it wasn't, right. let, let, I, let's talk let's talk shop for a little bit what would you say is your best picture Oh, and you're not gonna hate me, but the, my Mank. favorite movie of the year is Mank. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I oh love my it. god! I love it. Yeah, I Mank love is it. good, but it's like, all right. I I love shit like that, and you you're gonna hate me. You know, my second probably is, and this is this is gonna get me canceled. I mean, it's one of two. My I know, Child of Chicago Seven. You bitch. no no no. My top three are Mank. My top three in some order are Mank, Defy Bloods, and I love Defy Bloods. I love Tenet. Okay, though. I love. Tenet. I like Tenet a lot. I mean, I, I, like all I mean, movies. not. I, I'm not going to say I make my own Oscars list, and so I could tell you the top the movies that are in my te- ten best picture nominees right now. I'm not going to say I do that because that would be deranged if I did something like that. But I, I also still haven't watched Minari or The Father. I got to squeeze those in before you. Ask. Those are the only two I haven't seen. Also, yeah, The Father is impossible to find, so I'm going to have to watch it illegally. Um, but yeah, and anyway. Minari is like twenty bucks, but you know, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'll I, I do this every year. I will try to watch every best picture. Uh, but sentimental. I think that I don't know. I think I just I liked it, but I didn't. It didn't connect with me. With I know it did with a lot of people. And um, yeah, uh, right. I think the funny thing is something. Someone pointed out something about it, which I think is true. Is that and this is not a bad thing because I love a lot of traditional Oscar movies, but it's an incredibly traditional oscar type movie except that it just happens to be about metal music because like if you replace the genre of music with like jazz a story of a jazz musician who starts going deaf and has to learn to appreciate life is like that's like the most Oscar movie of all time that's actually very true i didn't even think about yeah that. it's it's and like the storyline it's like oh my god an, like an addict who has to learn how to adjust with a disability like that's <laughs> the most oscar thing ever anyway back to the yeah. episode monk is that they're at a car crash scene um and uh, it's a car that was burned to a crisp, and apparently the VIN numbers were filed off the car, which, uh, that's serious shit. Yeah, someone's trying to, <clears throat> for someone that got into, okay, so yeah, at first I think it's like a vehicular, like, homicide kind of yeah. deal, or like someone, yeah. like, killed, Yeah, whatever. exactly, someone ran him off the road. Right, um, but, you know, once Monk gets there, they basically figure out that that couldn't have been the case. It looks like it was actually an accident. Mm-hmm. He so, hit a deer. Right, hit a deer. There's like a piece of antler in like the radiator or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, and a couple, but two important details though that the headlights to the car 
rough. But whoever burned the car left a flashlight, which means that the accident happened in the day and the burning happened at night. Yeah, this was like the most curious part of the episode to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> More than uh, Harold Crenshaw being the Frisco yeah. fly. I was like, why the hell would someone do this? Exactly. And then Natalie comes and she's got some really world- weird news. Some really, really weird news. And some really, really, really weird news. And so right. she asks, um, well, Disher, she asks, what, what did I hear first? And they go, they go in order. What's the first piece of news? Um, that It's very simple. Frisco- he fell. He fell. Yeah, the Frisco fly fell. Second piece Secondly, of news, he's he lived. Okay. And the yeah. third. That is Harold Crenshaw. To which everybody that, that we know, mm-hmm. uh, Disher, Stott, and Monk, they all like, you know, guffaw a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, they're like, it's a guffaw. No it's guffawable. Yeah, yeah, they're laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, it's true. It's yeah. very true. And so we cut to the hospital where Natalie and Monk are going to visit him. And Monk's like, this doesn't make any sense. He's more afraid of heights than I am, which if that's true, and I think it is, that's a, a bad sign for him being the first go fly. Yeah. I mean, um, he'd have to have the most breakthrough session with Dr. Kroger that mm-hmm. we've ever seen in the history of psychiatry. Exactly. I do love this line where when they go up to the visit, like the nurse's stand um, and ask oh, about I know what him. it is. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, they ask him, like, obviously, when you go to the hospital, they ask him, oh, are you friend or family? To which Monk replies, neither. <laughs> and But Monk notices, and people are freaking out. One of the nurses is like, I got an autograph. Um, and, you know, when he first came in, he kept denying he was the Frisco fly. He's so humble. Like, and women are thirsting after him. You know, it just, it's a, it's a whole situation. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and he's like, and you know, rightfully so, he's milking it up. You know, he's uh, he's got attention. Is that afraid? Mil- milking it up. Let's. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Oh mean? shit! Hold on, hold on. He, no, he's milking it. He's just milking yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm he's, kidding. You know, I, know milk- what, I know what you meant, but it sounded gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's milking the attention. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's sitting in the hospital bed. He's surrounded by a bunch of people. His mm-hmm. wife and kid, for which I believe are the first time we're meeting them. Yes. Correct. Yep. Did not even uh, know he had a kid or was married. Yeah. Good luck to them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, best of luck. But apparently he got a gift from none other than Evil Knievel, who I was right. like, there's no way he was alive when this episode was filmed. Turns I looked out, it up. Yeah, he died a few months afterwards. Right, so he sent it from his deathbed probably, or his hospice yeah, care. I'm, yeah, not great. It, imagine that being your last uh, correspondence. Got And then you like right before you right before he died, it's like, hey, that guy you sent to wasn't actually the first go fly. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that's true. I was gonna say, luckily for him, he didn't find out that. Uh, oh that right, true. yeah, fair. I mean, I'm thinking. Well, actually, he, to... he might not have known. He might we not still have, don't yeah. know. Also, who the... I don't know what mental state Evil Knievel was in when he died. Um, if you were actually, if you were on the hospice team for Evil Knievel, uh, reach out to us and please break your hip oath and let us know what he was like. Or, um, or if you are Evil Knievel's uh, son. Yes. Um, who, or ironically, because you know. Uh, Sons rebel against their fathers. His name's actually Good Knievel. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> and what, what, something we notice here is that uh, Harold can't find his glasses. You should be ashamed of yourself. I, I'm constantly. I live in a constant state of shame of myself. Who the hell do you think I am? Um, he, he much <clears throat> like Velma. He can't seem to find his glasses. Um, and uh, but, wait, sorry. Uh, is this before or after? Like they like kind of talk to his son and basically his that son happens right afterwards. Being... Go, go. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so like his son's there and his wife, like I said, and they're kind of asking him like, oh, like how does it feel to like have a hero for a father? And like he kind of just says that he used to be like embarrassed by him, but apparently not anymore. No, you're forgetting a key detail, which I've legitimately – this episode I haven't seen that that many times since the later one. I think about this detail all the time. She says, I used to hear him crying and cursing all night. I was running just – I can't remember what I I heard my dad just like, fuck, shit. Fuck. <laughs> like, just by himself, crying and cursing. I, I feel so bad for my future uh, progeny, because mm. uh, they're definitely going to be hearing me do all kinds of stuff. No, no, no. That, if it's if it's a thing you're doing, but he's just crying and cursing, which, if you would take that as face value, all the only sounds he hears are, uh, uh, and fuck. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, you're going to be doing that? You're going to be crying and cursing? I do that now. You do? Why? <laughs> well, like, it's fake crying, but it's oh. like, yeah. Oh, so. you know, anyway. Um, and every that, time, every time, every time I go to the bathroom and like my wife is around, I always like make it as a point to like moan really loudly when I do oh, it. Oh, great stuff! I love great bits like that. 
Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, my whole family's got tons of bits with bathroom. I mean, obviously, and this is the thing you gotta do with the progeny whenever they get old enough to understand this joke. If they take longer in the bathroom than you, you'd expect, 10 out of 10 times, you know what you gotta ask them? What, you following? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Anyway, yeah, George Christie, my father, is the king of the dad joke. So if you need any, did you fall in? It's a classic. Um, or, you know, you need, you need you need help in there, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, uh, Cousin Joey shows up. And you can just tell by the fact that, one, he's played by David Koechner and his entire vibe that he is not a good, responsible guy. Right, I don't, and I honestly, I'm so, like, I have no idea what I was thinking, but for whatever reason, I kept writing his name as Larry. Yeah, I mean, David Koechner definitely gives off more of a Larry vibe than he has a Joey vibe. He's a very Larry the Cable Guy adjacent kind of... Uh... Yeah, he actually... Not that I've seen this movie when I was like 10, but he does play Larry the Cable Guy's neighbor in Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. And if I remember correctly... <laughs> If I remember correctly, his character has <coughs> mental disabilities, and let's just say they use a word for that that is not okay to say anymore. Um, oh, and boy. I believe that there's a joke in it where he says he's tried to shave his pubes and he cut off his ball sack. I believe it's something that his character says he did. Oh, good So, okay. the point being uh, that he is literally the cable guy Jason, in that he literally lives adjacent to him in a movie. But, we learn that Uncle Ronnie isn't doing so well. Um, you know... Yeah, you know, <clears throat> his uncle Ronnie in uh, in Reno, uh, Nevada. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's he's yeah, like we said, not doing too well. Mm-hmm. But we get a little bit of insight into what it was like for them growing up. Yes, they o- Uncle Ronnie owns a dude ranch, and apparently Joey and Ronnie used to throw Harold off the roof, and they're like, oh, I guess it was practice for your stunts, which you know, you start to understand maybe a little why Harold's afraid of heights. Um, yeah, so very true, very true. Um, and so, yeah, basically, um, sorry, fuck, I went way too far in my notes. Um, So they, the nurse makes everyone leave, but, uh, Harold wants to talk to Monk for a minute and she lets him. So it's just them in the room. Right. Yeah. So they're talking alone and, you know, Harold mentions that like Monk is surprised Mm -hmm. and Monk, you know, kind of says that Harold looks like he's surprised too. And, you know, with good reason, because from what we know, Harold was extremely afraid of heights. So bad that he this is would my, get this vertigo. This is my favorite joke yeah. in the whole show. Yeah, he got vertigo from when Dr. Kroger changed, had the carpets changed at Put their office. thicker carpets. <laughs> right, which is, like, not, fucking insane. Like, vertigo is not funny in actuality. But the concept of, like, I, you, you obviously watch Arrested Development, right? Yes. Do you remember the bits with Lucille 2, Liza Minnelli's character getting vertigo? Yes. Oh my god. And obviously real vertigo probably isn't that, and it's a much more serious thing, but it's just so funny. Just imagine imagine him, like, step on the carpet and be like, oh no, (laughs) oh no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's really bad. Um, And so... Harold kind of, you know, he takes it upon upon himself to basically start crushing Monk again, Mm -hmm. and... Monk wants to know how he's got, how he's cured, like how the hell he did it, and mm-hmm. uh, basically Harold just says that he's got it, mm-hmm. whatever it is, uh, you know, mental fortitude, mm-hmm. something, I don't know, mm-hmm. and Harold just says that Monk doesn't have it and he never will. Exactly. He's just he's honestly talking a lot of shit. Talk. So I'll say this: in hindsight, with what we know about Harold Crenshaw knowing he's not the Frisco Fly. This scene reveals him to be not just, like, a guy who disagrees with Monk, but, like, a legitimately really shitty person. Like, to do that, like, he's actually, like, a bad... The difference between Monk and Harold Crenshaw is that I think Harold Crenshaw actually is a bad guy, um, and Monk isn't. Right. Because think about it. Right. Harold Crenshaw knows that he's not the first to fly, so what he's doing is going out of his way just to make a man who... Does he know that right now? Yeah, he knows. He, 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 he knows, maybe, I mean, he doesn't know what happened, but he knows that he didn't do all the other climbings. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he knows that's he's true. not the Frisco Fly. I mean, and so he knows that he's not the Frisco Fly, but he's still using the opportunity to make Monk feel like shit about himself, which is a thing that only a bad person does, you know? Yeah, he's more of a Frisco cry. Exactly. Um, and a Frisco fr- cry and curse. Um, yes. So <laughs> Monk leaves with Natalie, and uh, they go outside, and, you know... Natalie observes what, what everyone does, that he and Harold have a lot in common in that they should be friends. And I love the monk says, the only problem is the fact that I despise him. And then we see the fans. It's who Harold does it for. 
We see the adorable. No, 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 not only wait, did you did you just say that Natalie just said that her crush on the Frisco fly? Oh, is sorry, over? yeah, I forgot about that part. Okay, yeah. That's anyway. All. But yeah, we meet we meet his fans. Yeah. Uh one two uh, like a, there's like a lot of people, but the emphasis is on two guys. One of them who's Jones into fucking crush Monk's yeah. skull. But we also learned two details about Harold. One, he wet his bed until he was thirty four. And he needs to get hypnotized to get a haircut. <laughs> I'm about to be 34 this year, so this is uh, hey man, this very, is like, very hey, sobering. Hey, hey, no, I mean it would only be sobering if you're still wet in the bed. <laughs> uh, that has nothing out. to do with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but I also have an aversion to getting haircuts. I mean, not because I'm scared, but just because I like long hair. I mean, hey, you got flowing locks, you know. It's mm. I think that you got. I need to get a haircut. My head does. I mean, because my head hair just grows out like. You know, on the sides especially. It's a problem. Um, By the I, way, update, update. Jake sent me a picture of his toes, and they live up to the to the building. Whatever the opposite so, of hype is. I've, I think people don't realize I don't lie, basically ever. If I'm lying, it's exclusively for comedic effect. But, like, I don't lie. I mean, when I say I have unusually long toes, I, I mean that I do. Um, by the way, if you don't listen to every episode of the pod, this was, like, two episodes ago. But, yeah, yeah. So, Go on. Monk points out that he, Harold's not a hero, you know? In fact, he's bad at being a daredevil because the daredevil, daredevil's only job is to fall. I mean, excuse me, is not to fall, and that's all Harold did. Right, and, you know, some guy fucking threatens Monk, basically, like, I, don't, I forgot what he says exactly. Well, Monk but... says, I could fall, I could fall a hundred stories, and someone says, yeah, why, do I can't, why don't I help you? Yeah, to which the other guy replies, you know, like, no, man, this isn't what Harold would do. You gotta ask yourself, yeah. what would Harold do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Monk and Natalie go to the roof of the what is it? The build, what building? Telegraph Tower. The Telegraph Tower. Is that a building that's in San Francisco or is it in Los Angeles? I'm pretty sure there's uh, there's uh, there's a place in San Francisco called Telegraph Hill. I want to mm-hmm. say, but there's I don't think there's a Telegraph Tower. There's like Coit Tower, which yeah. is referenced yeah. in the episode too. Um, and they're on the roof, and it's 24 stories up, and Monk can't bring himself to leave the door. Yeah, the door of the staircase. Um, and he's not only that, not only that, but he also is battling the voices in his head that are, you know, basically, you know, he's, he's down bad again. But like this, I feel like I don't particularly love this scene. Not because I think like it's insensitive with the way. But he's never done life. that before. But yeah, it's like, that just doesn't happen. Like, Monk's OCD is much worse than mine. But when I'm having like an OCD incident, it's not voices. Like that's just stupid. In fact, the actually the problem with obsessive compulsive disorder is that it is very specifically not from someone else that you're hearing the impulses. It comes directly from you. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like a voice is telling Monk to not drink milk. It's Monk who's feeling that way. Um, yes. Yes. You, you know what? They're mixing their mental illnesses. Um, yeah. And but Monk has a theory. What if he had two costumes? One was a dummy right. that was thrown off. I tell me, please, I hope this reference, I'm lobbing it up. A la when Pete Carroll did that prank on the USC team and threw out the dummy of Lendell White. Do you remember that? No. So Pete Carroll, former coach USC. This joke, I'll say this. Now is not funny. I'm not going to say it wasn't hilarious when it happened in 2005. Lendell White was the running back there. He was behind Reggie Bush. He also made it to the NFL, but he got, like left after three years because he couldn't stop eating. Um, and he put, did a, planned a prank at spring practice with Pete Carroll where they got in a huge fight, and Lendo was basically like, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore, I hate football, I'm done, and walked away. And then they set a thing up where at a building within like sight of the USC practice facility, someone, they, they took a dummy wearing a Lendo White jersey and had it, threw it off the building, like Lendo White jumped and killed himself. Why the hell don't I remember this? I feel like this I would have been I don't know. I, I, it, once again, is it funny now? No, absolutely not. In 2005, with what was allowed to be funny then, it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, shouts to Lendell White for doing that. And shouts to him for losing contract like money in the NFL for not being able to stop eating. Like, I can, who can't relate? Um, yes. But obviously, this theory makes no sense for Monk um, because he was has injuries, etc., etc., etc. But those injuries, apparently all he got was a concussion and five broken ribs from yeah, landing not, fucking 23 yeah. stories. Yeah. But in Monk's theory, also, is that he only did this just to get to Monk. Right. <clears throat> but, unfortunately for them, they find Harold Crenshaw's uh, monogrammed uh, glasses on the roof. So, 
all of this is seeming just a little bit too tidy for me at this point. Yes. Also, uh, you know, one normally would be like, oh, what are the odds that his glasses are monogrammed? Except Harold Crenshaw is exactly the type of person who would have monogrammed glasses. 100%. And but so, Natalie, Natalie basically says that this should inspire him to, like, should. get over his fears. Like, if Harold Crenshaw, this motherfucker, could do it, he sure as hell can. I mean, it should, but also that's just also not how psychology works. But I understand why Natalie would think that. Um, yeah. In fact, I think that uh, most people, myself included, respond and myself and monk included respond to something like that with wow i just don't have it in me i guess i don't have whatever harold has uh, but anyway they're gonna try to help monk face his fears he has 312 and so they set up a little uh, a, a, not an experiment but like a, a you, you ever watch fear factor uh yes I did basically that yeah where he has four different fears that he can face one right he can drink a glass of milk two he can play a harmonica Three, he can put a ladybug on his hand. Or four, he can climb a tiny stepladder. Yeah, and, um, you know, he, uh, he starts, he tries to give, he gives it a shot, right? He, he holds up the glass of milk to Well, him. no, first he uses the harmonica, gets the harmonica. Julie's like, oh, wait, and then she blows on it, because that's the whole thing. Because if it's just a harmonica, he can play it. But it's that she needs to blow on it first. Oh, okay, I didn't get what that was. Okay, yeah, all right, so that, that happens first. Then he picks up the glass of milk. Puts it up to his nose. And to be fair, milk, like, has a weird smell if you, like... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's not the most pleasant smell. Um, so he puts that down. <clears throat> goes over to the stepladder. And, uh, you know, climb... He's about to climb up a step. Mm-hmm. And he quits. And he asks, like, is there a fifth thing that he could do? Yes. A great joke. But then he decides, okay, we're doing the ladybug. <clears throat> Put the ladybug on his hand. He has it there. For a couple seconds, he's doing great. And then he flips it away. I, mean, I think the fact that he even put it on his hand is, like, pretty good. Like, I didn't think that was a, I a defeat in any I way. I agree. But Monk is not looking. Monk is not doing anything these days in order to get a win. That's the thing. He, he's, he's looking for a reason to say that, for, to excuse to say that he lost, you know? Right. And so this, like, basically brings us to Kroger's office. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the only thing that Monk took away from this whole experience is that basically that ladybug is happier than he will ever be. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, probably not true, because I don't think ladybugs can process the concept of happiness, but I understand what he's saying. Uh, and, you know, Monk is really doom and gloom, and Dr. Crow's like, I'm worried about you. And Monk is like, oh, he's kind of going off the rails and not sitting in his seat. Like, what did he? What did you do for him? How did he do it? Um, and Kroger's insists, I didn't do anything to make Harold Crenshaw, you know, Right. Uh, First, he says better. he says he doesn't feel comfortable discussing other patients, and Fair. then he Correct. just and he mentions that he's just as surprised as anyone yeah. else was, and he must have done it on his own. Mm-hmm. And Monk laments that even at his lowest moments, he can always say, "At least I'm not as bad as Harold Crenshaw," which I I think we said before is not a great thing to say because once again, Harold Crenshaw has a wife, children, and a stable job. So like, I don't know if even though Harold Crenshaw might be like a worse person, I don't know if. Monk really should be saying that he's better off than Harold Crenshaw. Um, and we find... I mean, I don't know if we knew this already, but, I mean, I found out in this episode that he's, like, a loan officer. Can you imagine yeah. how many people he declined loans for just to yeah, be an asshole? Yeah, he's the worst person alive. Um, yeah, and I'll say this. He... There's definitely... Uh, this is not the end of Harold Crenshaw being a bad person this episode. Um, right. Uh, and then Dr. Kroger notices something that I think... I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. our friend Monk, he's got a short... He's got a shirt unbuttoned. <clears throat> Yeah, he's completely, um, you know, in a nice uh, symbolic gesture, he's become unbuttoned. And then he says the three words that every therapist dreads to hear, I give up. Oh, yeah. To which Kroger suggests maybe <clears throat> maybe some antidepressants. Oh, sorry, right I now? skipped that. I skipped that part. The guy yeah. give up is the last yeah. time of the scene. Sorry about that. Yeah, he says mm-hmm. no antidepressants, and then he says no, I just give up, which, you know... Uh, given the circumstances, I think Dr. Kroger... This is the, one of the few times I think anyone in the show re- reacts appropriately to Monk's mental illness. Uh, generally speaking, I think people either over- or underreact. But I think that this is appropriate, generally. Yeah, I agree. And then well, we so, cut to a nice scene with the captain and Disher, though. Where, basically, apparently this guy, whoever filed off the vid numbers, forgot one of them. Uh, I didn't write down what part of the car, but... Uh, it was like in the radiator. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. And radiator support yeah. bracket. So Stamar is going to type it in. And what I noticed is Stamar in 
is using a thing where he's like, like a type in commands in a terminal. He has to, rather than just like clicking an icon, he types in like vehicle identification number, enter. Which like, what well, computer worked like that in 2007? I mean, he doesn't seem like the most technologically no, advanced kind it's of guy. The, this is the exact opposite, though. He's using something that's like more technologically intense. Because he's using like a mm. Linux from like the 90s. Where you have to like type in commands, like the whole thing about point and click, the whole like uh, thing that Microsoft did that made them special is that you didn't have to do that. Um, but anyway, the VIN number. Good point. Disher's yeah. reading it off. T is in tsunami, which amazing joke. I love it. This this. I joke, love it. I've been I love thinking it about this. I have thought about this joke in different situations. I've used it in my life. I once tried to make a whole alphabet with just silent letters, but obviously there aren't enough to do that. Um, M is a mnemonic is one of them, obviously. How do you um, even start it? A. A, I, I mean, A, I, a is an either. I mean, as either. Uh, is oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, um, That B, I really could. B is impossible. Uh, the, also, the problem, too, is that, I, in my opinion, I go with both C and T. Uh, well, not, C, T is for tsunami. C is for czar. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, D is there's a couple towns in Ukraine. Like, I forget exactly how they're pronounced, but... Dubro- like, oh, wait, not Dubrovnik. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not even going to bother. But I've tried. Djibouti, Djibouti, Djibouti. Djibouti, all right. Yeah, I definitely... Honestly, I haven't done... I did this, like, 10 years ago. But uh, I got, like, 15. <laughs> um, but anyway, right. they're arguing about it. And... It oh, my on. God. And fucking Disher says, we live in a society. I wrote that Crack down. me the fuck up. So what... The whole the message here should be that the Joker completely ripped off Randy Disher. Correct. Yes, absolutely. He, he, we, we need to talk to Jason Gray Sanford. We need to let him know. Yeah, we live in a society. He needs to get those checks. Um, and they're basically having an argument about like the P as in like what, who decides what it is. Um, right. And uh, I love L as in uh, we'll come back to it. <laughs> really. And, and, right. And mercifully, someone interrupts this whole session yeah. with a phone call and. Um, and to which Stoudemire replies, thank you, whoever this is, for calling, basically. Um, but unfortunately, we got some bad news. I really like the way that Ted Levine plays this, where, like, he just, like, he goes in, like, a sort of super serious, like, he's just like, what's going on? It's like, nobody's have to go. Like, you know those moments where, like, you ever see someone in real life where something really serious happened and, like, there's a mode people can flip into where it's just like, no, like, this is, no, like, we're just gonna, we gotta go. Like, this is a serious thing, something, you know. I appreciate yeah. the way that it flips. And we see that, we walk up to Monk's apartment and the doormat is askew. The umbrellas are mixed up. His jacket's on the floor. There's sandwich, a half-eaten sandwich. Um, and Dr. Kroger's there. And he's, uh... He's wrapping up all the knives. The knives yeah. are out. The knives are out and the knives are in a box. Um, yep. By the way, Ryan Johnson, if you're listening, one big fan. Two, don't name the sequel "Knives In." I don't think you will, but don't. Um, he won't. I don't need to tell him that. Um, I actually think it's more like I think it's actually less likely. Well, I was like, I think he's more likely to listen to this podcast than he would to name it "Knives In" because that's a dumb title. Um, but then Natalie says, "Well, we all know he's on suicide watch." Right. <clears throat> so. Now, on top of his knives being out, uh, mm-hmm. his shoelaces, mm-hmm. the laces are out, Dan. Mm-hmm. The late what? You, okay, oh, you're not sorry. an Ace Ventura guy. No, sorry. I, the, I, I've seen it, but the Jim Carrey comedies in the '90s just—they're just—they feel like a era before. Like a, they're oh not as funny God. to me as they are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is incredibly divisive. Well, um, I mean, it's not right, divisive. Fine. I, I also, you know, don't think that I'm. I, I mean, I like Dumb and Dumber a lot. Like, I, I don't feel like Ace Ventura is, is like the is a pinnacle of cinema. I think it's funny. It, I've only I seen think it it's once. funny because of the whole like Dan Marino. Okay, yeah. obviously the whole like um, what's her name again? Um, what's the Cox? actress's name? No, no, no. Oh. The the bad one. I don't. Sean know. Young. Sean oh, Young. Right, right, right. Yeah, I forgot you. Her being like a man obviously is is not great for uh, this era now. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Dan Marino like signed up to do this and like there's this whole joke about like. The laces being out on the football, and that's why right, you missed the right, field yeah, goal. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was. Referring I mean, to. me not getting is less. It's less actually about how I feel about that movie. It's more just that like I saw it once when I was like seventeen, and just cause since I didn't grow up with it, I've only seen it once. So it's such a Florida movie, though. I know it is, but keep in mind that I have grown to resent the Miami area of Florida because it's not where I'm from. Um, in the same Fine. way that you might resent areas of California, although you probably don't, because you seem to like San Francisco. Anyway. 
Um, yeah. We see Monk sleeping. Uh, and then Stammer and Natalie are speculating about what Monk dreams about. Yeah, and uh, I think Stottlemyre says that he must dream about, like, cleaning supplies, which, fair. But Natalie, I think, is more right, where he dreams about a perfect world, where there's no surprises, everything is even, everything's in tens, you know. Um, and he's smiling about it, he's happy. And he's probably talking to Trudy, too. Mm-hmm. And they look at the newspaper, and apparently the whole city has gone gaga for the Frisco fly. And the moment that they, Harold Crenshaw's name is mentioned, Monk wakes up. Right. He wakes up, he reads a little paper excerpt, kind of, whatever, and um, for whatever reason, it makes him, he, he's got, he realizes he's got to use the bathroom. Yeah. And of course, stopping the good friend that he is, and also being, I guess, at this point, legally liable yeah. for him, like, mm-hmm. um, he says that, this is my favorite part, when he goes, he's just like, oh, well, let me escort you to the bathroom. He's like, um, no, like, mm-hmm. do you, have we met before? Like... I love, yeah. it's like, Monk, you're on suicide watch. I'm not suicidal. I just wish I was never born. And this is this is my favorite line in it, where someone's like, I'm not going to look. He's like, I'm not going to look either. <laughs> right, right. Horrible. Um, and so they basically are going to have the opposite of a piss pissing contest. They're going to hold their wheeze. They're going to hold their Yeah, they're going to hold their wheeze. And uh, unfortunately oh, for Sotomayor... Unfortunately for Sotomayor, uh, Monk's record for not using the bathroom is nine days. But I just want to say rest in peace to the woman who died in, I think, 2006-ish during oh, a radio contest called Hold Your Wii for a Wii, where you had to drink oh tons God. of water in order to win a Nintendo Wii, and she died of water poisoning. Um, rest in peace to her. Um, so she basically got hazed to death. Yeah, she she was a Does bad that- Does that radio station still exist? Because I would imagine they got the shit suit out of them. I don't don't know. But, uh, I'm just saying again, for a Nintendo Wii, that's a real bad beat. Uh, Maybe, like, for a PS5 today, you can understand it, but... uh. Shouts are the opposite of shouts to K-P-I-S. (laughs) K-P-I-S. That shouldn't be as funny as it is. Um, Yeah, sorry. No, no, I'm not... I think it's funny. Why do you apologize? No, no, no. Never apologize for a... Uh, if I ever apologize for a joke I make, I'm doing it just out of social courtesy. I don't actually mean it. Anyway. Right. Um, so we see Joey is walking Harold through the hospital. Uh, and right. a kindergarten teacher comes up with two kids and hands them a drawing of Harold Crenshaw as the Frisco fly. And boy, oh boy, does Harold Crenshaw really – and Joey, they're just the worst humans on the face of the earth. Yeah, they basically call out the artistic s- skills of six-year-olds. Um, one, because the Golden Gate Bridge is <clears throat> depicted in the in the picture mm-hmm. that's drawn, and what are they? What are they being held up by? Magic? No, they they got to put the suspension cords on there. So he does that. Then they remark on the fact that there's something that's supposed to be a bird, but it and, looks like Mothman. Yeah, it looks like Mothra. Mo- oh, Mothman. Is it Mothra? It was, it was Mothra. Honestly, yeah, I think Mothra. that I I went through a Mothman phase when I was. A- uh, in middle school, so that pro- I just heard what I wanted to hear. Did you watch the movie? Honestly, no, I never saw the movie. <laughs> I just it's really a good movie. It's fucking I'm sure scary. It it's, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Honestly, no, I didn't see it because I was like 12 and it was a scary movie at the time. And so, like, I wasn't <clears throat> watching those back then. And so, I, I, I just, like, write a lot and watch, like, documentaries and not documentary, but, like, not like I watched one documentary. But, uh, you know, uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, man. Scary shit. I don't, right. I, mean, I actually don't believe that it's real now, but still. Right. So, so basically, this is a whole scene confirming that, yep, Harold's still a piece of shit despite mm-hmm. being a quote-unquote hero. Mm-hmm. Um, to which the lady, like, you know, I, I, I would have taken the kids out right then and there. Like, fuck it. But she mentions, like, wait, you're on the school board? Yeah. Honestly, it feels right for people who are on the school board in real life, though. Um, yeah. Truly, the no one has people more who get involved in, most people who get involved in local politics are the worst people on the face of the earth. And I'm not saying that because I think, I'm not, I think that, if you actually want to serve your local government, you're a very, very, very good person. But most people who are on local government boards and stuff don't do it because they want to serve their community. Correct. Anyway, um, but Joey gets a call. It's from Dr. Levine in Reno. And Uncle Ronnie's not doing so well. He's got a week left, maybe. Yeah, he's in bad shape. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Larry, or sorry, Joey mm-hmm. um, takes that. He hangs up the phone call, and 
lies about what the nature of that call was about and basically says that some sponsorship for some energy bars is that what it was neptune bars neptune bars are looking yeah they're looking to shoot a commercial tomorrow um right and then we cut to randy who just got himself a burger and a soda which he's uh, he's he's randy disher all the time you really gotta appreciate it they should have really had him drinking like a gigantic cup again they should have um yeah definitely would have been better but, anyway, but anyways, they, yeah. they have they have a hit on the VIN number belonging yes. to a Victor Grania. All right, can you spell that for me? Um, it's V as in... Yeah, basically cars keep interrupting him, and he keeps being like, V as in... It's like, I love the guy's like, you know what's a V. It's like, ah... Because <laughs> I love the concept for, that he, he needs to hear what it is as in. For whatever reason, I feel like... And normally, like, I'm the opposite of this. I didn't feel like this scene went on long enough. Yeah, I, I do agree. I feel like it could have gone on longer. Um, yeah. With other, I think it should have gone to other letters and stuff like that. With like different things interrupting it. But anyway, um, so uh, you know, we come back to guy, Monk's house. Yeah, they go go to Monk's house, and Monk is saying like, you know, he feels good. They're, they're like, they're both raggedy, and it's like, I feel good. I feel great too. Don't worry about me. And Stalmeyer makes a very good point. He says he's very he's well acquainted with the seven deadly sins. Fun fact: Stalmeyer was actually the arresting officer for John Doe in Seven. No. Um, oh, okay. I was gonna say. Wait, really? My Ted Levine's not in seven. He honestly easily could be in seven. Um, yeah. But, uh, and he says that he thinks that envy is the granddaddy sin. It's the right. first one. And I think that that is might be true. I think you can make a case. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the one that's most compelling for people to do bad things. Act, act on exactly because like it's also the one that's like least justifiable. Um, you know, like. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I'll say this. I think the fact that sloth is a seven it's seven deadly sin, even though the Bible was written forever ago, I consider that a personal attack on me, like on Jay Christie the person, and I don't appreciate it. Um, well, okay. So the thing is, I think envy is the only one that has to do. I mean, I, I don't know them all by whatever, I but I think this yeah. is the only one that has to do with other people. Technically speaking, Everything wrath, else. yes, you have to do on other people. Lust is also one that, like, they just thought getting horny was bad, and that's a problem. But, 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 mm-hmm. a lot of these things are, like, envy is the first part of it. Why would you, yeah. like, be wrathful unless you felt yeah, some exactly. way about something? And the only the justification for being wrathful, honestly, is if a guy puts your wife's head in a box. Really, that's the, you know, in the same right. way that, um, you know, and what is it? What's, what actually is envy? In, What's in oh, the box? Oh, envy is, oh, Kev, obviously Kevin Spacey killing Gwyneth Paltrow is envy. Um, right. Uh, yeah. Shouts to the guy who uh, was... Spoiler alert. Yes. Yeah, shouts to the guy, by the way, who uh, was the weapon in Lust. That's talking about being down bad. Whoa. Leland, Leland Orser. Yeah, my boy. Shouts to Leland Orser. Ozzy might be the most down bad a character has ever been in a movie. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think the guy that was like kept it, kept alive no, no, no. for a year. No, because you have to understand, they mentioned his brain function stopped like... All right. Like shortly after. Like, this yeah. guy's gonna live with the memory yeah. of everything that happened. Yeah, yeah. Real down bad. Anyway, Randy wants to show. Uh, Natalie comes in. Is like Randy wants to show us something, and so they both run to the bathroom, which I think is funny. And we enter the apartment, and we see their news clippings. And a real shithole apartment. Yeah, shit. Eh, you know, let, let him live. He's a freaking acrobat. He's not breaking in though. Um, and they find a parachute in the closet, and it means only one thing. This is the real Frisco Flies apartment. Yes. He was a Hungarian circus performer. And there's photos. An acrobat, specifically. Yes, yes, an acrobat. There's photos of the Golden Gate Bridge, the Koi Tower, the Pacific Electric Building. Um, and so basically they conclude, oh, this is the real Frisco Fly. Harold's not the Frisco Fly. But then what was Harold doing on the roof? Correct. Um, so that's kind of left there. But also Natalie starts itching. Yes, and she's not itching for, you know, a good time or... You know, uh, some type of food. She's itching her body because she got poison oak on her. Right. And that gets Monk to, like, kind of flashback and think about Cousin Joey. Mm-hmm. Not Uncle Joey, but Cousin Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, scratching himself at the hospital. Meaning have you ever he must have been there too. Poison ivy? Surprisingly, no. Never. Yeah, I've never. But I also hate the outdoors. Like, I really don't, like, go to the. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you and I. There's some things we are very similar and very not. I think we're both. Generally, not crazy about. Also, the good thing about the East Coast is that poison oak doesn't grow on the East Coast; it only grows on the West Coast. Well, I think out west at least, because I don't think poison oak grows in uh, New York or Florida. Um, so, okay. Look, I think well, you guys true. have alligators. I mean, 
Well, alligators are alligators kill less than one person a year. Don't be stupid. I, what does poison oak kill a lot of people? No, but I, it's not like I, I, there's so few encounters with alligators. I I think that I mean crocodiles. That's a problem. Like we do have crocodiles, and that's bad, right? Oh, but, okay. I, I that's well, no. not the thing well, that I'm. But think about but crocodiles really aren't in places that people live. The crocodiles in Florida really only live in the Everglades, and no one lives there. Okay. Um, but there's a fucking alligator that lived my parents' old house. There's an alligator that lived literally in the pond that was like 15 feet from the house. No issues. It's just an alligator. Because uh, the thing about alligators, and I love talking about alligators from Florida, etc. They will never really go more than like five feet away from the water. So you're fine. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so uh, Monk is excited because he can prove that Harold Crenshaw is not the Frisco fly. And someone is trying to kill him. And that makes him happiest. Right. And, um, and I forgot how we get here. But my note was that they start talking, like, they do letters again. Yes. And it's, I forget exactly what, how. But yes, he says G is a gnome. <laughs> oh, because they're spelling his last name. Granja. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Victor right, Granja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And R as in the Randy Disher project, which yeah. just fucking cracked me the fuck up again. I think I had one from R. Oh, R is in, I don't remember what R. I had one for R, though. Um, anyway, uh, the vowels were the hardest ones, obviously. Just because, like, most vowels can yeah. do, go either. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, like... Anyway, I'm not going to go through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already, I've already bullshitted enough in this episode. Then Natalie gives Monk back his shoelaces because he's not suicidal anymore. Um, and How the fuck did they keep them on? But okay, let's go on. Yeah, uh, you know, he walks. I, I can't imagine that Monk is uh, high-stepping too much. Um, okay. And we then see Harold and Joey are leaving the hospital room. And they're going into the elevator. And uh, are they going down to, you know, the ground floor and to... The direction a reasonable person would go in the elevator. No, the Frisco flies. He's coming back, baby, um, and he's coming back for some cash. Mm-hmm. They're going up to the roof because uh, that's where they're shooting the commercial. And then we cut to them, Natalie, Monk, Stamar, Disher, going is the room. It's empty. The costume's gone. Um, and I'll say this yeah. r- real quick, real go quick. Ahead. The fact that he even has a parachute completely removes any, like, of the mystery. Like, granted, I know that even if you fell from that height and you tried to deploy a parachute, you wouldn't get it off in time. But it just kind of, like, takes a little bit of luster off. I'm not going to lie. Well, no. Well, the plan is to have him chloroform. No, I know. But but the guy had a fucking parachute, like, in his, like, apartment. So clearly that was a part of the whole getup. Yeah, that's true. Um, But anyway, that... uh, When they're in the elevator... Harold says, I gotta tell you something. I'm not the Frisco fly. And then, of course, Joey pulls out his gun and says, I gotta tell you something. I know. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, like, Monk and the crew show up at the hospital while this is all happening. Well, we already did that scene. You just, you uh, okay. just weren't paying attention. Okay. But, no, but no, 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 no. I'm, I'm getting to it. Yeah. And not only that, but all the people downstairs are waiting. They, mm-hmm. they know something's gonna happen. Um, and so once they get to the roof, basically Joey tells them what the situation was. It was basically Uncle Ronnie was going to leave. He was dying, as we mm-hmm. know previously. Um, and he was going to leave everything to the two of them. Mm-hmm. So obviously Joey was never good with sharing growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So he needed Harold oft. Yes. And so there, he's pushing Harold onto the roof. Um, and then like he's, 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 like, he's, he's got, he's got a, he's got like a, a cloth with chloroform, chloroform or something. Yeah. And he's like, you know, wave to your fans. Um, and then Natalie and Monk get on the roof, and Monk, he can't go. And so Natalie, super resourceful, Badass. picks up a fucking pipe and hits yeah. Joey over the head. And they get in a little tussle, which shouts to Natalie. I mean, Natalie, she's a real one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, she goes to the mat, and you, nothing but respect for Natalie. Yeah, so there's like, yeah, there's like a tussle, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Monk and what is appropriate for this episode gets over his fear and he jumps in in the mix yeah and, and so it's monk yeah. and natalie going at it it's a fight and they're like harold grab the gun because there's just fucking gun just sitting there um, and he's paralyzed by yeah. fear yes and uh then monk manages to grab the chloroform rag and he chloroforms joey um shots to chloroform uh you know, I don't know. I that's just one of those things that you're just like, where the fuck would you get it? Like, where do you get chloroform? I don't want to Google it because I don't want to get on the watch list. But where do you buy right. it? 
I don't know. I, that's a great question. I don't even think about I mean, that. I'm but also, but, but 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 also, like, isn't there like a thing where like that's like actually not how it works either? I think it. I yeah. I don't think that it. Uh, um, it's a man-made product. It's a man-made product form, and chlorine is used to disinfect water. Um, it's used in industrial processes. Okay, so it's it's used for things that are not. I assumed it was used for stuff that wasn't just. Uh, there's a great joke in Psych. Knocking where, people out. There's a great joke in Psych where. Uh, a character who this makes a lot of sense for gets chloroformed, but then they immediately wake up and they say that, yeah, I was, I've been slowly building up a tolerance to chloroform over the past decade. <laughs> um, which is fun. That's great. Shouts to, uh, Lassie. Anyway, um, you know, the Harold's like, you know, I saw my fans down there and I got so overwhelmed and Monk's like, forget about it. We know what happened. And he, so he gives what happened to Harold, which is a privilege that Harold should understand that he's being able to hear the, what happened in person. And this is a privilege I'm going to have when you tell me what happened. Yeah. So basically what we find out is that fortuitously mm-hmm. cousin Joey came upon the scene of Victor Grania, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, going over the side after he hit the antler and he happened to find the Frisco flies um, costume, mm-hmm. which I'm asking myself, did he live in Reno? He had to have, right? Was he like a San Francisco guy? I don't know. How would he even know. know that that was a Frisco fly? I don't know. Well, I mean, they, you do see like the Chinese news outlet reporting on it, so it is. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Well, okay. Yeah, that's true. So he obviously hit the jackpot because at this point he kind of knew that his uncle was going to die. Yeah. Um, so he came up with a scheme, and basically, I think that same night after, like, he takes care of all the stuff. It's he, sometime later. No, sometime later. He chloroforms um, Harold in a parking garage. And that's, for, I mean, that's what Harold remembers last. Um, he did that, and then he basically got the costume on him, uh, took him to the, the rooftop, and basically set up the scene that we saw in the beginning to depict him well hopefully to kill him mm-hmm. unfortunately for him it doesn't work out because he wakes up halfway through or like yeah right when because he's basically over the edge. The, the, they mentioned monk mentions it must have taken an hour to get him up there and put the suit on right, 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 it right by the right. time he ended up throwing over worn off right um so obviously yeah. we know that he survived and mm-hmm. so he needed to kill him after this yep. and, that's and i it. love that i was like you know it was pretty confusing maybe the most confusing two or three minutes of my life um and so when Natalie's like, why did you, you know, lie and say you were the Frisco Fly, what's Monk's theory? Monk's theory? Oh, on I why, what... No, on why uh, Harold would lie about it. Oh, just to get to Monk. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, show him up again. And But Harold says, no, I was trying to impress my family, you know, and it felt good. <clears throat> and then... Yeah, it, it felt yeah. good that everybody loved him, too. Yeah. And then, dot, 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 and it was driving you insane. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. To which Natalie reminds Harold that Monk just saved his life, which, you know, you're selling yourself a little bit short there, Natalie. Yeah, you you said, were yeah. the one. Yeah. And so he says, thank you, Monk, says you're welcome, very begrudgingly. And then Harold's immediately like, you know, this is about money. You're not getting any reward. And Natalie even is like, you really are delusional. And he, he says, go to hell to Natalie, which that's a bridge too far. You can tell Monk to go to hell, but like, fuck you, Harold Crenshaw. Seriously, like, come on. Yeah. Natalie's a single mom doing her best, putting up with Monk. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, but yeah. And then, uh, then Harold says, Hope, to see, see you at uh, therapy. Hope Chuck and I don't keep you waiting, which I appreciate you called him Chuck because we call him Chuck. And then he falls off the building. And, uh, but luckily for him, <clears throat> he had the parachute on. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he manages to get it off and. He he comes into his accepting crowd, and he's a he's basically the Frisco Fly again. There it seems that way. There goes my hero. There you he's go. Ordinary. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Monk wants to go home. Understandably. What do you give yes. this out of ten? I give it an eight out of ten. So did I. We're in agreement. We uh, you know. We've if, been pretty agree. Yeah, agree- if you, you know, agreeable. If you guys anyway. want a podcast that has more disagreement on it. Find something else. Although I feel like we disagreed about plenty. This it's just not so much about Monk. It's usually just us agreeing about Monk and then like referencing a pop culture thing and the other one going, "Yeah, I didn't really like that." Um, which yeah. you know, if that's not most human relationships I have, then oh, the fact that I said that out loud, that's really I'm down bad in that regard. That's not good. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, um, you can follow the show 
at Strictly Munkin. Andre, where can people follow you? You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at TJ Christie. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, you know, do all that stuff. Share it with the biggest Monk fan in your life. You know, we always say it. Uh, and, you know, more important than that, and I actually forgot to tell you this, we're not going to be doing an episode on Tuesday next week because uh, we have to, we normally record on, we have to record that on Sundays, but I am, uh, because me and a friend are vaccinated, I'm going to a friend's place and watching the Oscars. It's, I'm very excited to be at someone else's okay. house. Uh, well, apartment, it's a big deal. So tune in next Friday as we talk about Mr. Monk Ooh. and the wrong man. Hadi alale monkey!